Hi everyone, I'm Hannah. I'm Lizzie. And I'm Jillian. And welcome to Girls, Girls Night In. In. On this podcast, we talk about everything from pop culture to religion, from relationships to politics, all through the lens of three black girls. Yes, y'all, we're <laughs> back after Black History Month. <laughs> oh, yeah. Came yes. to celebrate. Exactly. So, girls, I have a question for you. Yes. Because, you know, it's Black History Month, February. Mm-hmm. And my question is, what do you enjoy most about Black History Month? Hmm. I enjoy being black. Period. <laughs> Doesn't every even have month. to be a month. <laughs> every month. Every month, every day. 365, 366. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I I enjoy that we can intentionally celebrate black people. Mm. I mean, I suppose, like you said, being black is an everyday thing, so mm-hmm. we should be able to do that every day. Like, exactly. it shouldn't be confined to a month. But, exactly. you know. The shortest month of the year. We could talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, why couldn't it be the longest one? But that's okay. 28 days. That's, right. That's fine. It's okay. Um, but no, yeah. I like the intentionality of celebrating black history and culture in the United States. I, I agree. Love mm-hmm. I love the... Like you said, the intentionality of coming together, having different events that really just highlight black culture mm-hmm. and just that celebrate us. I mean, it's I enjoy it even on campus, the different events that we have. It's so much fun to just come together and see people who look like me and have fun, whether it's like like on one of the events we were playing Uno. It's so simple, but it yeah. was just so fun just to be amongst people who look like you and mm-hmm. celebrate. But the caveat is sometimes people think you can only celebrate us during this month, mm. but you can celebrate us okay. every day. Every yeah. day. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> what you like 365, 366? Okay. Come on. <laughs> Heavy but, on that. Yeah, but I just love like just celebrating black people during this month. We're so amazing. Mm. Come yes. on. Mm. Celebrating our accomplishments, mm-hmm. what we've done, what we will continue to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yes. Yeah. Also, soul food. Y'all, I'm Nigerian, so I don't be eating it that much. <laughs> I can't tell you. I, like, literally have never had so much soul food consecutively in oh, my really? life. Like, during Black History mm-hmm. Month. That's oh, when I okay. eat it. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't be making it that much at home. So, yeah. And it slaps. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Can I get to the yeah? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jillian? What's your um, favorite part? Didn't she start? She said. Yeah, I just think black history month like what you said lizzie it's intentional but just being black is great and celebrating like your blackness every day yeah and seeing how that contributes to culture and to art and like different aspects of life so i really like that as you should come on now black people are amazing period that's right shout out to dave east (laughs) (laughs) what is (laughs) he's black (laughs) he might he is and fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies. So let's talk business. All right. Come all right. On. Since we're talking about Black History Month, let's give an overview overview about how Black History Month came to be mm-hmm. and things of the sort. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Black History Month started as a week celebration, a week long celebration during the month of February. Mm-hmm. It was originally known as Negro History Week. It started February. Come on, history. of 1926, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was started by Dr. Carter G. Woodson. So the week, that week was chosen because it included the bo- the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, who were prominent figures, you know, in the history of black people in America. Mm. Um, but in 1976, President Gerard Ford extended the period for the entire month, quote, 
to seize the opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of black Americans in mm. every area of endeavor throughout our history. And that part. Quote. Yeah. That part. Boom. He <laughs> ate that. He did. Yeah. He did. So that's just kind of a succinct <laughs> summary of how his Black History Month came to be. Yes. And as he said, too often neglected. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And we're talking about Black History Month and the symbolization of it. Mm-hmm. And we know that one super prominent figure of Black history is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. So, ladies, I have another question for you. Okay. Hit Do us we with think it. <laughs> that Dr. Martin Luther King's dream, you know, his famous I Have a Dream speech, mm-hmm. would it be a reality or would society today be his nightmare? What do we think? It's a deep question. Mm-hmm. I think this kind of, this question points to some arguments um, for and against the state of black America. Yeah. I think some people can weaponize mm-hmm. the accompli- accomplishments of the civil rights movement mm-hmm. saying like, you know, there's the voting rights act. Yeah. Um, you know, Brown v. Board, mm-hmm. things of that nature that were huge steps in the right direction for the black community in the mm-hmm. United States. Some people will say like, you can't tell me that we haven't made progress when like the fact that I'm at a, quote unquote white university right now yeah. is like a thing hmm. but the reality <laughs> is that like yeah maybe we have made steps in the right dis- um the right direction but mm-hmm. evil has many faces mm. and i think it's just changed its face in the past 50 years so come on, <laughs> <Right>? come on. <laughs> so yeah mm-hmm. there are obvious wins that we've had in yeah. the past 50 ish years but i think as we'll discuss in this episode, mm-hmm. there are very real problems that yeah. still plague our community. Yeah. Um, some could argue self-inflicted, but obviously also oppression mm-hmm. on exactly. the black community. Systemic well. problems. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree. Obviously, I think it's important to look back at the past and identify the accomplishments and the progress that has been made. But I can't really look at the present and think while this is enough like the progress Mm -hmm. that has been made is enough Mm -hmm. yeah no there's still much (laughs) much more work to be done yeah and as lizzie was saying yeah we're not being lynched or we're not being like slave auctioned off but there are still things happening in society that continues to oppress Mm -hmm. black people and continues to um just put us in a cycle of systemic poverty systemic just everything Mm -hmm like poverty Mm -hmm. in particular but obviously it looks different but I think in the core the problems are still the same we're still um just getting the short end of the stick yeah basically (laughs) like yeah yeah Yeah. I think so too and I think especially with us living in Wisconsin and Milwaukee being the most segregated city I think that kind of pushes it in your face a bit more yeah um because it's like oh well segregation was abolished in this such year but it's like okay but segregation could have been abolished like the law was passed but when that happened there were a lot of states making these finicky rules to be like we still want to keep segregation we Mm -hmm. don't really Mm -hmm. care what the federal government says we're still gonna do our thing Mm -hmm. And I think that that still has seeds like today. Yeah. Just like school wise, like education, Mm -hmm. employment and different factors. Yeah. I feel like people look at the law and say, well, it says something different. 
But when you look at the people, are they doing anything different? In my opinion, no, Mm -hmm. it's still the same. So, yeah, the law says you can't sell a black person or you can't have slaves. However, when you look around, there's still things that are happening that enslaves black people. And yeah. I just like to point out mm-hmm. in the Constitution, it does allow slavery in the case of imprisonment. That True. Is literally in the Constitution of our mm-hmm. nation, which I think is insane. Yeah. So slavery, maybe not the same. Like we're not out in fields picking right. cotton, but slavery is still alive and well. And in who are primarily in the prisons? <clears throat> Disproportionately. <black laughs> people. I'm just saying. But that part, this though. is so good because we've been talking about this in a seminar class that I'm taking for my major, hashtag history, hashtag historian. <laughs> and we recently read MLK's book, Why We Can't Wait. Mm-hmm. And he really points out like solid arguments. Like he, t- he just talks about, hey, you know, African-Americans have been fighting for their civil rights, have been fighting for equality, you know, in due process under the law. Mm-hmm. It's just we're doing it in a peaceful way, which is why it's gaining traction. Because I think if it wasn't done in a peaceful way, I don't think it would have been as impactful as it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about how, like, the civil rights movement is called a movement instead of a revolution because a revolution is always seen to be more bloody, more violent. Mm -hmm. But when you call something a movement, it's more portrayed as, oh, it was peaceful. It Mm -hmm. invoked change. It changed the lives of other people, you know? So I think whenever, you know, we talk about MLK, he is great, but he wasn't the only person that contributed mm-hmm. to civil rights mm-hmm. and just the rights of black people in general. That's very interesting, that distinction between movement and Literally. revolution. Because mm-hmm. I've never thought about it, but it's like, yeah. it makes sense, though. I think it's it's kind of hypocritical to me mm-hmm. when people talk about, I'm like, I'm, again, I'm not like advocating violence. Yeah. But think about the American Revolution. Like, it's patriotic Mm -hmm. that the American colonies revolted against the British. Yeah. And we started a war and we, like, killed people. Like, people died Mm -hmm. for the sake of, quote-unquote, American freedom. But when you think about the, like you said, civil rights movement versus revolution, I mean, there were violent instances during that time period. And people looked down on it. Mm -hmm. They called it evil or whatever. But, like... I think it's hypocritical to say, like, I mean, our nation was founded Mm -hmm. after a war. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. People fighting for their freedom, for basic human rights. So to say that one is patriotic and one is wrong is crazy to me. But, like, that's literally what Malcolm X said. I was reading a speech that he had, like, you know, had, like, spoke about. And he was saying the same thing. And he was saying... How come America founded on revolution and violence and we can't do the same thing? Yeah. Like, you know, look at your mm. basically making America look at itself mm-hmm. and yeah. making the American people look at your foundation. Mm-hmm. Like you're telling us we can't be a bit disruptive when the foundations of America had some disruptions yeah. to yeah. it. So I yeah. agree. Like and as we're saying, we're not advocating violence, but I mm-hmm. think there comes a point where. A little disruption is good because Mm -hmm. that's what gains attention. That's what um, makes people look and listen to what's being said and what's Mm -hmm. being done. And obviously, like, I don't want people to burn down homes and stuff like that. But I think there comes a point where 
you just can no longer take it and that is expressed through protests through Mm -hmm. demonstrations like when everything happened with George Floyd I was on the street protesting because like Mm -hmm. like you feel like just joining your voice with others is so powerful during that time and just being able to unite under this like idea of just raising your voice for those that aren't being heard and like mm-hmm. i and i hate when people say um like i'm giving a voice to the voiceless or something like that mm-hmm. or but mm-hmm. the thing is we're speaking yeah. we're talking Ooh. we're not <laughs> voiceless right, okay. like <laughs> we're saying stuff no we're, we're just, just not, not being heard yeah. like yes, we're not yeah. being listened to it's like selective hearing exactly <laughs> <laughs> but and you know just going back to my journalism background that Mm -hmm. was someone said that to me when I was just in a meeting one time and that really resonated with me like I'm not here to give a voice to the voiceless I'm here to put a microphone to what they're already saying Mm -hmm. and put that on a shirt (laughs) (laughs) but like that's so Mm -hmm. I don't know important and we have to just shift our perspective when we're I don't know being challenged about change and being challenged about the progress that has been made and the progress that yeah. continues that needs to continue yeah. to be made. Yeah, because I think that's kind of what love is too, is to challenge you a little bit mm-hmm. and to say, you know, it's good that you're doing this, that, and the third, but let's push it a bit more. Why are you doing it? You know, mm-hmm. are you doing it so your friends can see you doing it and you want to be validated? Or are you doing it because you actually care and you want to see change? Yeah. Um, and I think that you it really is hard to determine who's really for you these days because social media gives a false sort of light that everybody, you know what I mean, or almost everybody is for the cause. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you riding with me or not. Yeah. And I think that scares people and sometimes fear, like people's fear is bigger than themselves and mm-hmm. they get so afraid that they move back instead of moving forward yeah so that yeah. reminds me of something we talk about or we've talked about in my journalism classes it's a term called slacktivism mm-hmm. which it's like basically you're on social media you post like on the blackout days i think they're called yeah. you post the black Tuesdays. screen or yeah. you repost um people's post about at being an ally all this mm-hmm. and that but nothing ever moves beyond social media. And obviously, yes, that's great. That's helpful to continue to raise awareness. But like you were saying, Jillian, we have to step up. Like Mm -hmm. we have to find a way to um, invoke change Mm -hmm. in society because me writing on social media really isn't doing anything. Like it's helpful. Like it raises awareness. People will look at it and heart the story. Yeah, but beyond hearting the story i've mm-hmm. just looked at that oh that was cute and i moved on with my yeah, life like no we way. really need to find ways to create change and mm-hmm. make change happen and be sustained because yeah. yeah. i us changing and going back to normal after a few months isn't helpful either no like this needs to be sustained yeah you mentioned george floyd earlier so mm-hmm. i just have a question for you guys why do you think there was so much attention around I guess police brutality, Black Lives Matter, this was in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, why do you think that whole thing, like, blew up? Because it was huge. And, no, and that's was, not to say yeah. that this wasn't things. Obviously, we know these were things that have been happening, mm-hmm. from, like, for forever. Mm-hmm. But it, like, blew up in 2020. So why do you think that happened? I think, for me, mm-hmm. because I because we were on lockdown and all of that, 
I didn't have a choice but to recognize what was happening. Yeah. And yeah. before then, I kind of just shied away from all the stuff that happens to black people, not because I think out of fear mm-hmm. of facing the reality that this does happen to us. This could, yeah. hap- this could happen mm-hmm. to my brother. This could happen to me. This could happen to my dad. And because I was in lockdown, because I didn't have anything else to do, it was just in my face all the time. So I didn't have a choice but to face the reality of mm-hmm. this is real and this needs to change. Yeah. So I think that probably was the reality for a lot of people that, um, yeah, during that time they were in lockdown. So mm-hmm. all they saw on the news all the time and on TV and on social media was this happening in mm-hmm. the video and the pictures and all of that. And you couldn't ignore it because what was society doing? on social media basically in lockdown so i think um covid had a really big part in the whole thing with george floyd and how people reacted to it and it was on camera you know true i i think it's different from if you have two people like two eyewitness accounts and they're just saying this guy was just brutally murdered Mm -hmm. um and it just makes me think of like the rodney king trial and what happened with Rodney King in L.A. in the 1990s and him being beaten up by the LAPD police mm-hmm. and how they had the 1992 L.A. riots and how that became a thing. So in a sense, it's like history actually repeated itself a little bit there because mm-hmm. Rodney King's, like, what happened with him was also filmed. It mm-hmm. was also on camera, and people were mad at it, and they were like, we want to see some change. Um, and so I think... And we talked about this in my seminar class as well, is when you see something in front of you, it changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't hide behind excuses. You can't lie. You know, you have to take ownership. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing with Rodney King's trial was those cops were acquitted. They were let go. Mm -hmm. But with George Floyd's trial, that cop went to jail. And that was actually liberating to see Mm -hmm. because it was like, Yes, you did that, and now you have to face the consequences for that. You don't get to go off scotch-free. Mm-hmm. I agree, too. Social media played a major role in that, especially because I think, if I remember the stats right, but a lot of people our age came out during that t- during like the George Floyd protests and all of that. And mm-hmm. because we're so invested in social media, and that's like basically a part of our daily lives Mm -hmm. that it really impacted us as well because it was everywhere and like you were saying you had no choice but to confront it and acknowledge it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. there was a lot of talk i mean obviously there were several murders that happened that year yeah Um, brianna taylor Mm -hmm. um i forget all the names but still there were a lot of protests and riots that happened during that time and one thing I noticed is people who are against you know Black Lives Matter like to point out everything that was wrong with what people did in response to the deaths rather than talking about his like their deaths Mm -hmm. head on like Mm -hmm. talking about the fact that they were murdered by people who are supposed to be protecting us instead they focused on oh these are people destroying property Mm -hmm. yeah in the name of yeah. what or the yeah. black lives matter organization is evil or yeah all lives matter like things of that nature yeah. so like i just i'm interested to hear your thoughts on those um i think we missed the humanity mm-hmm. because they were a person before they were murdered and that's not who they were like that's not who they 
want they probably don't want to be remembered as somebody who was killed um and so when I think you view them as an individual being who is a whole being as of themselves it takes away oh like all like the division between all lives versus black lives no these were people these were you know people who live lives every day and I think when you think about it in that way it shouldn't cause division Mm -hmm. because you're a person too yeah and you know that if that was you or somebody you dearly loved you wouldn't want to see people talking about your murder all the time and not really focusing on who were you Mm. you know and I think about that too like who really was Breonna Taylor she was probably a kind young woman you know but I I don't know because I only know about her because she was killed Mm-hmm. And so I think the enemy used that like division to really divide people, you know, and really hurt people. Yeah. And I think when you realize that the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, mm-hmm. you realize, oh, that's a tactic of the enemy. Really, we're supposed to be together mm-hmm. and we're supposed to be coming together in the Lord and coming together in our community to figure out what can we do next Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah. I totally agree and it just makes me think about my journalism classes and how we we have Mm -hmm. these conversations all the time because media plays a huge role in how people perceive other people groups and during those protests if the media is focusing on the car that's on fire or the garbage can that is on fire or the people fighting in the corner that's what people are going to perceive the protest as being about violence, mm-hmm. destroying property, this and that. When in reality, maybe that's not what's happening. Yeah. For, like, yeah, there might be a car on fire, but maybe there's one car on fire out of the 10 protests that happened that day. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But media plays a big role in how we perceive protests in particular. And instead of focusing on the great things that are happening from it or just the unity that com- that's happening and people just or taking pictures of people crying or the signs that they're mm-hmm. holding up or people just marching the media focuses on the bad stuff so we have to make sure that I guess I'm talking about myself and fellow journalists <laughs> but we just have to make sure that when we're covering stuff like protests and things that are so sensitive that we're getting the whole picture Mm -hmm. we're not just focusing on the good or just the bad but we're just acknowledging everything that's happening in that moment yeah Mm -hmm. i think people forget about like like you said jillian humanity Mm -hmm. um it's very sad to me when i think during this time i I lost some friends mm-hmm. and I rethought some of my friendships mm-hmm. Same, um, because I, I don't really feel like I should argue to someone that black lives matter. Like that statement should not be controversial Yeah, mm-hmm. because it there in that statement. I didn't say white people don't matter. I didn't say Hispanic people don't matter. I didn't say Asian peoples don't matter. Mm-hmm. I said black lives do matter. Yeah. yeah. And to then say all lives matter it's like an erasure mm-hmm. of yeah of our trials yeah. of what people are going through of families who've lost loved ones to things like this so i just like challenge people to be like really intentional of seeing other people's humanity because mm-hmm. i think that's the base of yeah you know why we have a black history month we're acknowledging the humanity yeah. of black people in america despite despite the dehumanization that we've experienced yeah. mm-hmm. over the last two centuries you know yeah. 
So at the end of the day, we're all human. We are. I'm only. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Wow. There's a lot more that I, I could say. There's we need so a part two. You know, <laughs> we need a part two. Maybe. No. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. We will see you Soon. next week. Yes. Yes. Remember to follow us on all our social media. Yes. yes. Girls Night In Podcast. That's Woo! right. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.